powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Listen, we want to take this opportunity to welcome all of our VIPs. That's what we call our first-time guests. We're so excited that you're in the worship experience with us. Whether you're here at the Aurora campus, watching on the Internet campus, or the Roku campus. Harvest, would y'all just give everybody a warm welcome this morning? Hallelujah. Listen, if you're on Twitter, you can tweet me throughout the message at Bishop Foreman or at Harvest underscore CC. Let's get right into the word today. We are in a teaching series called Keep Calm and Bounce Back. Everybody say that with me. Say it again. Say, keep calm. Keep calm. And yes, no, you got it. I was just going to say it with you. That's all right. Let's try it again. Keep calm. Hallelujah. Main standing. Lift your Bibles. Hell, let's make our confession of faith together. It's on the screens. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Keep calm and bounce back. Now, if you were here last week, I gave you, I gave you the first two things. Y'all remember what they were? What were they? Don't let your facts be your max. Okay. And what was number two? Don't panic. Pause the impression. Y'all got it. Y'all a good church. That'll work. Luke chapter 10, verse number 30. Luke chapter 10, verse number 30. You got it? If you got it, say, I got it, Bishop. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. Okay, I'll, I'll give you. That's how many you got. One, two. You have not because you asked not. I gave you what you asked for. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. It says this. Matter of fact, I want to do something different. I want you to read it with me. One, two, ready, read. Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell amongst thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Stop. I just need to know, before I get into this, if there's anybody that feels like this man that's in the story where you've been stripped and wounded and folk just left you to bleed out and die. Anybody ever had that happen? Okay, uh, maybe, okay, maybe I'm the only one. Okay, all right, uh, verse 33, I'll read it. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had what? He had what? Compassion. 
Verse 34. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and then he took care of him. Father, today I decrease that you might increase. I pray that you would speak into our lives, Father, the spirit to bounce back, that those that are experiencing setbacks in any area of their life would receive the tools they need today to engineer a bounce back. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two, three people, tell them, I'm engineering my app bounce back. Tell them, I'm in. Yes, I am. You be seated. Watch this. This parable was Jesus uh, teaching a man how to have compassion for others. But I don't want to deal with that part of the parable. I want to talk about the man that was left half dead. Now, the scripture says that he went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem literally means the city of shalom or the city of peace uh, uh, to Jericho. If I say Jericho. Jericho literally means to a fragrant city. Now, this is interesting uh, because the man left Shalom to go to a place where something fragrant would come from. Uh, Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. So when you say Shalom to somebody, you're not just saying peace. You are literally prophesying into their life that nothing would be missing from their life. Nothing would be lacking in their life. Nothing would be broken in their life and everything would be well. Uh, even if it doesn't look well, the truth is it is well because it's working for my good. I wish you touch your neighbor and say Jerusalem. Tell her that. But he left Jerusalem, and the scripture says he went down to Jericho. Jericho, uh, it means fragrant. Say fragrant. Now, fragrant is different than fragrance. A fragrant means something that has a sweet smell. But in order for something to have a sweet smell, you have to crush something. You're missing it. Uh, nothing can smell sweet unless I first crush a rose or crush something that can produce a sweet smell. So this sets the stage that while this experience started out sour for this man, God intended for something sweet to come from it. Uh, I got an announcement for somebody. You may have had some sour stuff going on in your life, but God intended to get something sweet out of it. It may not taste good now. It may not feel good now. But God says, baby, before this thing is over, something sweet and something fragrant is coming out of this. I want you to high five somebody and say, Jericho's coming out of this. Yes, it is. Fragrant. Now watch this. It says he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and they stripped him. That means this man felt ashamed. This man felt vulnerable. This man felt unprotected. This man felt uncovered. And this man felt foolish. I just need to know if there's a few real people at Harvest today that have ever felt stripped. Where you felt totally ashamed. Like how in the world could I have done that? You felt vulnerable. You felt stupid almost for why did I trust this person? Or why did I put up with this situation? Or why didn't I see this red flag? Or why didn't I recognize this? This man felt foolish because they stripped him. And he's a grown man in the middle of the street with no clothes on is there anybody that's ever felt like because you can have clothes on but still feel stripped uh, you can have a lot of accoutrements that look like a good life but still feel stripped other people can wish they were you but you could still feel stripped you could be driving a nice automobile but still feel stripped you could have a great job but still feel stripped you could be living in the big house but still feel stripped they stripped him, but then to add insult to injury, these jokers wounded him too. They, it wasn't enough for him to be a grown man naked in the middle of the street. No, they had to wound him too. Touch somebody say they wounded him. A wounded there in the Greek, it means a blow. They gave him a blow. And what's interesting about a blow is a blow is different than a punch because the, uh, the inference there with a blow means that when they hit him, it took something out of him. Let's be honest, there are certain things that can happen to you in life that, you know, it's just a little. 
you know, you just kind of bounce back real quick. A blow implies that when they hit him, he went back so far that it knocked the breath out of him. Is there anybody that's ever been hit with something that was so heavy that it knocked the breath out of you? And you're standing saying, what the heaven is going on in here? What? Nobody, just me. Okay, all right, then I'll just preach to myself. It means a blow, but then it also means in the Greek, it means a stripe. A stripe was placed on someone's back with a whip. So it literally means, watch this, it implies that the man had to turn his back. And while he turned his back and let his guard down, they struck him. Are you still here? Uh, It it means in the Greek a calamity. A calamity is an event causing great and often sudden damage or distress. You ever had a calamity in your life where uh, something great happened and and, and it it, it was sudden? I mean, uh, at 8.05, you were on top of the world. By 8.07, you felt like you were at the bottom of the Pacific. It means in the Greek, heavy affliction, which means pain, distress, grief, and misery. They, they didn't just strip him. They also what wounded him. They gave him a blow, a stripe. He had a calamity. He had heavy affliction. He was in pain, distress, grief, and misery. Now, here's what you need to know. Wounds normally come from nouns. You know a noun, a person, a place, a thing, or an idea. Uh, David was wounded by his father. He was forgotten and seemingly treated if he didn't exist because his father didn't bring him before Samuel while uh, Jesse was bringing his other sons to be considered for king. But David did bounce back and he went from the pasture to the palace. But you find that he still dealt with those wounds his whole life because he went from woman to woman trying to get what his daddy never gave him. But watch this now. Abraham was wounded by a relative. You know, uh, there is a difference between relatives and family. Uh, you, you can be my relative and not be my family. And, and we can be family and not be relatives. You do understand that there's a difference. Uh, family is not just by blood. Family means we're going the same way, headed the same direction. See, that's why you can be related to some people and feel like total strangers around them. But then you can be around people that are total strangers but feel totally comfortable with them because family and relatives are two totally different things. Don't you confuse the two. Abraham, his his relative, his nephew Lot began fighting with him over stupid stuff after Abraham was kind enough to bring him out of Haran. Uh, Haran means parts place. Uh, Let me translate it for you. In other words, Abraham did a lot for Lot, but Lot forgot. I'll say again, I'm going to say again. That's on my new album, Little Bishop in there. Uh, Abraham did a lot for Lot, but Lot forgot. That's because Lot's name in Hebrew uh, means hidden motives, uh, which means even though Lot was his relative, uh, he still had hidden motives. He still had a hidden agenda. Please understand, everybody that's around you does not possess the same agenda as you. That's how we distinguish between relatives and family. See, your family, if we got the same agenda, we're relatives if we share the same blood. Because some of the greatest wounds you will deal with are from people that sometimes share the same blood as you. And what perplexes you is you're trying to figure out how did blood do this to me? Okay, all right, watch this. But Abraham bounced back, and he is now known as the father of our faith, Samson. Remember, we're talking about wounds, which can come from what? Nouns, which are people, places, things, or ideas. Samson was wounded in a relationship. His relationship with a woman named Delilah was his worst decision ever. Please understand me uh, and hear me real clearly. There's a lot of bad decisions that you can make in life, but you got to be real careful because relationship decisions can jack up your life. 
Bishop, what are you saying? Because when you make the wrong relationship decision, you literally alter the course of your life. And so you'll end up being and doing different than maybe what God ordained for you to do because now you've made a relationship decision that has altered the course of your life. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Uh, so Samson, whose name means mighty man of valor, picked a weak woman to be with because Delilah's name in Hebrew means one who weakens or makes poor. You better check the name of what it is that you say you want to deal deal with because literally Delilah was the theme that made Samson weak and poor. Y'all are missing what I'm saying. And this one bad relationship decision caused him to lose everything. This mighty man of valor lost everything behind a woman that made him weak and broke. Y'all don't want to say nothing to me. Oh, but I got good news. Samson did bounce back, and he had a great victory over his enemies. I'm, I need to encourage somebody, even if you're uh, grieving over a bad relationship decision, baby, you will bounce back and have the greatest victory over any enemy you've ever had. Watch this. The man in the parable, though, appears to be wounded by himself. He's dealing with a self-inflicted wound. We can wound ourselves when we make decisions that we know are bad before we make them. Okay. The scripture says he fell amongst thieves, but the Bible doesn't tell us why he fell amongst thieves. But we do know that the decision to go from Shalom to Fragrant, from Jerusalem to Jericho, was his. Now, here's what you need to know. In the times of Jesus, the road from Jerusalem to Jericho was notorious for its danger and difficulty. In fact, it was known as the way of blood. Because of the blood which was often shed there by robbers. They called this road from Jerusalem to Jericho the way of blood, which, which means this. Watch us, y'all. The man knew the decision was dangerous before he made it. But we got another issue because remember Jesus said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. The problem is this, is that Jericho geographically is north of Jerusalem. You missed it. Down would imply south. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, Jesus has meant he went down the road. Not so, not so, not so. Because the word down here uh, in the Greek is katabanyo, which means to descend from a higher place. So when Jesus said the man went down, he was communicating a principle, not a placement. He was saying that the man descended from a high place, so the man went down in life. He became a low life because he surrounded himself with low lives, low thinking, low achieving people. So when the man went down, it was not meaning he went south. It meant he chose to go down in the quality and excellence of life he chose to live. So, so watch this now. Uh, this was a parable. So this man didn't actually exist, but Jesus tells it so well. You started to visualize this man and even started feeling bad for him. Okay, back to the parable. Uh, it says they left him half dead. They stripped him. They wounded him. And then they left him. <laughs> they took his time. I knew I'd get some amens right there. Took his energy. Took his lunch. Took his car rides. Took his co-signing on credit. And left him. <laughs> and they left him. The Bible says what? How they leave him? Now, 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 now watch this. Uh, 
They thought he'd just bleed out from the wounds they inflicted. Now, remember, this is, uh, wounds often come from nouns, people, places, things, or ideas. So it could be an idea that you've adapted that strips you, that wounds you, that leaves you. It, 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 could be, it, could be, it could be an ideology that you've adapted in life that makes you always think you're the victim that will strip you, that will wound you, and that will leave you. But we got an issue, y'all, because they thought we heard him enough that we can leave now and not finish him off because there's enough wounds here to where he's going to just bleed out. I, I need to just know if there's anybody in here where you've ever had situations in life where they, they just, they, they, they didn't finish you all the way off. The situation just left you with wounds to where now they gone, but you left picking up the pieces. Now they walked out, but you left picking up the pieces. The, the storm has passed over, but you're cleaning up the wreckage. They, they, they y'all here. They thought he'd just bleed out from the wounds they inflicted, just like every enemy you faced hoped you would have. But a major miscalculation was made. Preach to yourself. Yes, sir. If they left him half dead, y'all can't do math, apparently. That means they left him half alive. I got an announcement to somebody today. The wounds that came against you did not work. The weapon that was formed against you was formed, and it may have been fired, but it failed. We've all been wounded and left half dead by nouns, but we must bounce back. Would you touch three or people, two or three people, tell them, say, it didn't work. It didn't work. They thought it was severe enough to take you out, but they didn't know that the God that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They didn't know that the Holy Ghost that's in you gives you the power to take a licking, but keep on. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Part of you may feel half dead. Half dead in the Greek there literally means extremely exhausted. And you know how I know a lot of folk extremely exhausted? You know how I know a lot of wounded folk? I, I, I look at the metrics of, of the social media stuff the church does. Now, Facebook only shows the stuff to like 6% of the people that, that subscribe to the pans, the pans, the pages. But now watch this. I was trying to say fans and pages. They only show it to about 6%. They put it in a box. But out of the 6% they show it to, when we put up stuff talking about hurt and wounds and pain and, and grief and all that, it gets like 4 million likes. When we put up the Lord is good, you know, a couple likes. When we put up get over so-and-so hurt you, that's right, say it, say it. You like it and then sharing it. You like it and you share it. You share it and you like it. You like it and you share it. So that tells me we got a lot of folk that's got a lot of wounds. And you got a choice with those wounds. Either you can sit there and bleed out and die, or you can take the part of you that's still half alive. I know you may be exhausted. I know you might be confused. I know you might be tired. I know you might be weary. I know you may be unsure. I know you might be in a daze with no praise. But with the part of you that's half alive, can we engineer your bounce back? I just need permission to do this. With the part of you that's still half alive, can we engineer your bounce back? 
Ain't no enough shouting in here. I said, with the part of you that still have a line, can we engineer your bounce back? Touch your neighbor's I'm bouncing back. All right, now be seated. Now let's get into this. Let's get in this. Let's get in this. Let's get in this. First thing you got to do is speak. Speak. I only got four things. Four things to engineer your bounce back. Four things. Four simple steps. Engineer your bounce back. I'm going to make this so simple and practical. Got it? Uh, number one, what is it? Joel 3.10 says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. That's Joel 3 and 10. It says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Watch this, y'all. Here's what it doesn't say. Let the weak give a report about how weak they feel. You know, it doesn't say that. So in other words, here's what you got to do. As you, anybody engineering their bounce back? All right, watch this. You got to speak it until you see it. Don't be talking about, I'm so weak, I'm so tired. No, instead say, I'm strong, I'm wise, I'm forgiven, I'm favored, I'm not bitter, I'm rich. He said, let the weak say I am strong. There is a spiritual principle of faith that says God calls things that be not as though they were. God does not look at a problem and report about the problem. God looks at a problem and declares a solution until he sees the solution that he declared. You know, your neighbor's issue is they think that prayer is supposed to be a report. Prayer is not a book report. Prayer should be a prophecy. You know, hear what I'm saying? Prayer said, Lord, I'm just so tired. Lord, I'm just so sick of this. Lord, I'm just so sick of that. And that's why you're so sick of this and so sick of that. And that's why you're so tired. And that's when you wake up after eight hours of sleep, you're still tired. You know why you're so tired? Because that's all you keep saying. I'm so tired. Shut up. That old slave song. You ain't on no field picking no cotton. You are not that tired. You, other people have been hurt. Other people have been lied on. Other people have been wounded. Let the weak say, I am so if you feel real weak in your life, don't declare that. Instead, do what the Bible says. Say, I am strong. Don't speak the negative you see. Speak what you shall be. Did you get that? I remember at one point, I, I used to say, I would tell, I'd tell certain, certain staff, I'd say, I don't trust nobody. And you know what happened? I didn't trust nobody. Kind of worked, because... Here's what happens. When you speak certain things, you will, not, you will then be perceptive to what it is that you speak. So when you start saying, I'm strong, you'll start looking at how, wow. But when you start saying, I'm just so tired, I'm just so this, you're going to start seeing that. You'll start seeing exactly what it is that you speak. Watch this. Even if the circumstance doesn't change immediately, your perception of it will. So stop saying, oh, my money's so funny. Stop saying that. That's why your money tells you jokes. <laughs> Don't speak the negative you see. Speak what you what? Shall be. But here's number two. Here's number two. So first is speak. Watch this. You're going to like this. Second is seek. <laughs> we'll do a little alliteration today. Uh, the second is seek. Uh, Bishop, what does that mean? As you're engineering your bounce back from whatever setback, Whatever the setback is, because your neighbor's setback may be different than your setback. Your neighbor's pit may be different than your pit, but there is a pit. And if you ain't, if you ain't experienced a pit, keep on living. If, if you ain't been wounded, keep on living. If ain't nobody ever made you want to act crazy, keep on living. 
If okay, let me stop right there. <laughs> Number two is what? Seek. seek, seek, seek out the lessons from your setback. Now I says this is this is touch of David says it's gonna be raw. Okay, so I'm pre-warning you. All right, I says the Bible says he fell amongst thieves. Here's my question: What was it in him that drew him to what wasn't good for him? See, I knew you wouldn't like it. That's why I pre-warned you. And now, since you won't say amen, I'm going to dig. Did he think that, that, that those snakes weren't going to bite him? Did, did, did he think because he was good to them that they would be good to him even though he knew they were thieves? The Bible didn't say he fell amongst men who stole. The Bible says he fell amongst thieves, which meant he knew what they were before he fell amongst them. Somebody say, seek. What is it sometimes in us that draws us to the very thing that we end up saying, why in the heaven? Yeah, I knew it was going to do that. I, I know it's cold, but that's cold, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> well, I says, does your neighbor say, seek? Seek out the lessons from your setback. If you go look at the majority of the setbacks in your life, you're going to see that there's a lot of patterns that are similar. You're going to see that normally, because watch this, here's what we like to do. We like to, we like to often seek out what the noun did, person, place, thing, idea. But we don't, what we don't often like to seek out is what you did. But here's what we got to do. We must seek out what we did because that's where our freedom comes from. So instead of saying, you know what, people just do this, people just do this. But what is it about you that allow, see, listen, since you get to choose who's around you, you get to choose your betrayer. Since you get to choose who are, who's around you, 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 get to cho- you get to choose that. You don't understand this, don't you? You get to choose that. It didn't just happen. You had to permit access. So, so, so watch this. What we have to do is seek out the lessons from every setback. Got it? I like bacon. Anybody else? God bless you. Thank the Lord for you. I like bacon. I like shrimp. I like lobster. I like cheese. I enjoy those things. Anybody else enjoy those things? But here's the deal. I had to learn that, watch this. Just, I understand. I like it. But please understand, uh, I am not going back to Big Bishop. Little Bishop's in the house, and I'm not going back. I'm just using that as a funny example to give you the point that, that you got to seek out uh, the lessons from your setback. That's how you get over it. You don't get over it by just saying, I'm over it, I'm over it, in the name of Jesus, I'm over it. That's nice. But what you got to go back and extract lesson, and when you extract lesson, pain dissipates. Let me say it again. When you extract lesson, pain dissipates. So when I can look back and say, you know what, I could have did that differently. I could have did that differently. I could have said that differently. I should have said that differently. I should have. Why did I even care about that? There's some stuff you'll look back and say, why was that even important? All right. All right. So, uh, number one is what? Let the weak say I am. All right, so here's what I want you to do. Whatever, I I, want to put it in practice real quick. If there's something in life you don't feel like you are right now, I want you to do what the Bible says and let the weak say I am strong. See the opposite there? The weak, weakness is antithetical. It's the antithesis to strong. So whatever it is that's the antithesis of what you really feel right now, I want you to declare it. You ready? You ready? So I am whatever that is. You ready? One, two, three. 
Okay, that, that really wasn't uh, uh, loud enough for me. Um, so, so I'm going to give you one more again, one more shout. Okay, well, whatever the antithesis of what it is you actually feel that might be, that, that, that's, that's, that's negative, if it's weak, if it's confused, if it's whatever, I want you to declare the antithesis of that. Just do what the Bible says. You ready? One, two, three. That'll work. Then number two, do what? Seek. Go back and look at the lessons. And you know what I encourage you to do is write down the lessons. Because if you don't record the lessons, you won't remember the lessons. That's why sometimes you repeat the same stuff in life. You're like, why did this keep happening? Because God says, well, you didn't get no lessons last time. Well, I was coming up when I had to go do my homework when I was a little kid in elementary school. They said, come on here and get your lessons. So I had to get my lessons, and, and, and I had to, the TV had to come out. Everything had to come out because I had to go in there and get my lessons. Touch your name and say, get your lessons. But, but here's number three. Here's number three. Stabilize. Speak, seek, stabilize. Wounded people wound other people. So if you keep wounding people, it's a sign you're wounded. Say it again. Wounded people wound other people. So if you keep hurting folk and keep wounding folk and keep it, I'm so sorry. I'm so I apologize. That's telling you you're wounded. Got it? But look at what the Bible says. The Bible says that three things happened to this man from the Good Samaritan. The first thing it says that the man that they poured oil on the wounds. Say pour oil. Now, oil there is significant of this, of the anointing oil. And anointing means God's grace, God's favor, God adding super to your natural. Which means for you to really press past your wounds, it's going to be a supernatural thing. It's not going to be a natural thing. Uh, So 12 steps to this and 10 steps to this, those are nice. And I'm not uh, saying that's negative. What I am saying is that what God is indicating to us is that there's some wounds that it's going to take supernatural healing from. It's some wounds where Jesus is going to have to wash it away because uh, uh, you didn't try. Now, now watch this. Say pour oil. Say it again. Say pour oil. So God's anointing, God's grace, God's favor. Now, now watch this. Literally, the anointing oil in Scripture uh, was uh, put together, and the purpose of the oil, according to the book of Isaiah in chapter number 10, the purpose of the oil was to break every yoke. I've taught you this before, but I need you to get this. A yoke is what connected two oxen together. So watch this. Uh, there were two animals. Say two animals. Now, here's the deal. If I need both of those animals to go in the same direction, I'd have to yoke them together because their normal tendency would be to go in different directions. Did you get this? Now, look what the scripture says. It shall come to pass that in that day this burden will be do- what? Taken away from your what? Shoulder. This burden. Let me say it another way. This wound will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed. Why? Because of the anointing oil. Watch it. He said the yoke will be destroyed. Now, the yoke is what? It's a wooden piece that connects two animals. Wait a minute. Two animals, two different things. They are two different things with two different mindsets, yet they've been yoked together so they look like they have the same mind. You are not your wounds. You are not the hell you've been through. But the reason you feel like that's all you are is because you're yoked to it. And since you're yoked to it, even though there are two independent mindsets here, one of which you're wounded, one with you, because you're yoked to it, you can't help but go the same direction as your wound. Let me back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Okay, here it is. So there are two different animals, two different mindsets that would naturally go two different directions. But because they are yoked together by this wooden piece that clamps down, because they are yoked together, now the ox herder has the ability to get them to go in the same direction because they are yoked together. I need you to catch that. So the scripture says he poured oil, which naturally there literally meant that the oil was going to act as a disinfectant. But for you and I spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, it means that that oil now, 
has to be applied so that the wound, which is another animal. Okay, 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 okay. You are not the wound, but you think you are the wound because you're yoked to the wound. Okay. Okay, example time. You two come. You two come. 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 Okay, now, now lock up like this here. Okay, like, so this is the yoke. Got it? Now, he's not her. And she's not him. But because they're yoked, y'all walk. They go the same direction. Now, you, you, you try to go to the left. But they're yoked. So now, anytime he tries to make progress, the yoke. And that's why some of you are saying, why can't I seem to move forward? And why is it like change? It's because of what you're yoked to. So the book says, the book says, the book says that the anointing oil breaks the yoke. Which means you and your womb get separated. And you stop seeing yourself as a victim. You stop seeing yourself as somebody that's always on the short end of the deal. I wish you'd holler out the oil is being poured. Shout it again, Harvest. The oil is being poured. It is that anointing that breaks the yoke. It's going to be supernatural healing that breaks the yoke. You are not your fear. You're just yoked to it. You are not your low self-esteem. You're just yoked to it. You are not your bad relationship decisions. You're just yoked to them. You are not lack. You're just yoked to it. You are not trash. You just... So the book says, the book says, thank you all so much. The book says that he poured the oil, which breaks the yoke. See, ain't no problem with the wound. The problem is that you're yoked to it. <laughs> There's no problem with the other animal except for the fact that you're yoked to it. So then its problems become your problems. So now the question is, Bishop, how, 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 does the, how does the oil get poured in my life? Well, it's, it's real simple, uh, real practical harvest. The word pours the oil. Now, now, what do you mean by that, Bishop? Uh, I cannot stress to you the importance of you getting the CDs, getting the Harvest app, going online and watching and listening on demand, all that for the message that are there. Because watch this. Here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to bounce back without the oil. And that's why it's so hard. It's so hard to bounce back without the oil because what you're trying to do is illegally break a yoke. The oil breaks the yoke. The oil breaks the yoke. So when these anointed life-giving messages are transmitted into your spirit, all of a sudden the yoke starts breaking. That's why when you're going through, have you ever noticed how difficult it is to listen to the CDs? How difficult it is to listen to the word? You know why? Because the enemy knows if they listen to that, the yoke will be broken. And that's the only way the yoke gets broken. Can I tell you, there have been nights where I had to turn on my bishop and I had to watch him all the way to sleep. And I said, man of God, you better preach to me and preach me up out of this mess. And pre I didn't even have to hear him consciously. But subconsciously, he was breaking the yoke. I put that thing on that TV and I just I say, just preach it and preach it and keep on preaching and preach the hell up out of me and preach the wound up off of me and preach the yoke up off of me. The word pours the oil. That's why you better thank God you've been called the harvest. Why? Because baby, the oil coming out of here, if you'll apply it to your life. 
So watch this. The word pours the oil. So, so, so what does that mean? I, I got to get my hands on as many men. Here's what you said. I'm just going to review my notes. I, that ain't what I told you to do. And that's good. You should review your notes. But here's the problem. Your notes are what you heard, not what was said. See, watch this. Let me tell you something for all the online viewers. I need to tell you something. Thank God for technology. But if you live close to a campus, I need to encourage you. To, to, online's good. But I need to encourage you. If you can be here, you got to be here. Why? You can get information through the screen, but you can't get impartation through the screen. Impartation happens in the house. Information can be transmitted through the screen. So that means if you can get here, you ought to be here. You hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 watch this, watch this. So, so I got to get to work. But then it says, I got to move. It says that they poured wine. Say wine. wine. Now let's be, I want to start right here. Don't be talking about seed. That's why I just have a little something, something. <laughs> I'm not, don't need to touch your neighbor. Say, don't go there. <laughs> Listen, can I tell you something? If you need something to take you out of, to take you out of reality. I just, need, I just need to just escape. Can, can I tell you? And, th and that's why when you come back, it's worse. Because while you were on escape, your problems were stirring up. While you were in your high, your problems was just messing stuff up. While you were in your drunk, the, your stuff was just messing up. And I know some of you say, I'm a bishop. I don't do that, uh-huh, but you medicate through eating. So while you were sitting up there, just oh, give me another biscuit. While you were sitting up here doing that. Now, ain't nothing wrong with no biscuits. But if them biscuits are your escape from reality, I'm here to tell you we got some splaining to do. Because I hear what somebody's doing. Well, he didn't hit me. But see, what you need to know is the word is an equal opportunity rebuker. So you may not drink, smoke, or eat. You know what you do? You cop attitudes. And you want to shift the whole atmosphere because you having a bad day. So everybody around you, and you play that passive-aggressive game. What's wrong? Oh, I'm fine. Well, you need to tell the rest of your body that you're fine. <laughs> See? Whoop, that is. Thought you know. Okay, watch this. Now, here's the deal. Now, now, here's the deal. The point I was making is that we all can sometimes do different things that aren't really fixing the problem. Now, watch this. He said, pour wine. Say, pour wine. Now, wine, literally there, it was a disinfectant to the wound. Literally, they would drink wine in those days because uh, red wine in particular was believed to have many health effects. In fact, uh, in medicine today, it is disputed and argued by some people that it, red wine has certain medicinal effects today for a variety of ailments. Here's what I need you to get, is that the purpose of the wine was to disinfect his wound. The alcohol in the wine was going to disinfect the wound. Here's what I need you to see. But I don't know about you. But anytime I put a disinfectant on, it stings. But if I don't disinfect, I will become infected by everything in the atmosphere at the moment. That's why you got to be real careful when you're feeling wounded because everything in the atmosphere gets in your wound. You missed it. If I don't disinfect the wound in the natural, everything that is around the wound will now infect the bloodstream. The blood represents life, which means, watch this, because the wound was in the wrong place at the time the wound occurred, everything that was in the atmosphere got in the wound. 
which is why sometimes you're like, I'm just so confused. Well, how did you get so confused just because you got wounded? You got confused because confusion was in your atmosphere, and since you didn't disinfect the wound, now everything that was around the wound got inside the wound. Which is why you didn't used to think low like the people that you sometimes would be around. But since they were around you when the wound came, now you're starting to think like low-thinking people. And you're trying to figure out, how am I thinking this low? And you're thinking that low because what was around the wound was... Touch your neighbor and say, pour the wine. Now watch this. Watch this. In other words, Bishop, what does that mean practically? Don't... Watch this. Because here's what we like to do with wounds. We like to suppress the pain. So this goes back to the drinking, the eating, whatever, 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 whatever you do. Got it? So, so the thing is, is I don't want to feel this pain right now. Can we be honest? I don't feel this right now. So I, I want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. So let's not talk about it. Because I don't want to feel this. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. When you suppress the pain, got it, it produces an atmosphere for bitterness. The purpose of the wine, even though it's stung was to remove the bitterness. Let me tell you how you know you're bitter. Let me tell you how you know you're bitter. You, you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Is, 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 is you can... Uh, I ain't going to say that. I, I ain't going to say that. No, don't even play that. I know y'all. Mm-mm, nope. Y'all going to pull me a whole nother way. Mm-mm, no, I ain't going to do it. I, I love you, though, but I'm not going to do that. But, 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 but watch this. Watch this. Sometimes our thought is if we don't talk about it, we're over it. But, but here's what happens. Sometimes God is like, oh, for real? Okay. Then he's like, and it gets thrown in front of your face again. Bishop, what do you mean? You, you see the noun. Okay, let me make it relevant. The noun Facebooks you. Or you become a Facebook troll and start seeking out the noun. This show is quiet. How do you say quiet in Spanish? It's silencio in here. It's silencio in Iglesia. In La Iglesia. Enrique? Something? Okay. I'm, being, I'm just being funny, guys. Got it? Here's the deal. What does the wine represent? The wine means deal with the pain. Ignoring it is not going to make it go away. Running from it, here's the problem. You went where you ran. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, deal with the pain. But let me tell you how you deal with it. Because here's what happened next, y'all. After they poured the oil, poured the wine, the scripture says they bandaged it. Bandages is the Greek word katadeo, which means, watch this, to tie down or to apply pressure. No, you missed it. They said he bandaged it, which means he tied it down and applied pressure to it. This is what he's trying to say. Uh, as you're bouncing back from your womb, there's going to be pressure you feel. And normally what we like to do is to do whatever we can to relieve the pressure. But I need to tell you that's not going to give you a bounce back from your wounds. Why, Bishop? Because pressure is how diamonds are made. You do understand that a diamond is simply a coal that can handle the pressure. Whatever pressure you're facing right now as you're on your journey to bounce back, baby, don't resist the pressure. Let it work. If you're under financial pressure right now, don't resist it. Just let it work. If you're under emotional pressure right now, just let it work. Bishop, what do you mean, let it work? Just stop sitting there saying, Lord, I'm so sick of this. Lord, I'm so Just say, Lord, I thank you that if you brought me to this, you're going to get me through this. It may feel like it's killing me. It may feel like it's breaking me. Good, because it's breaking your will. 
Touch your neighbor and say, stabilize. stabilize. Last point, I'm through. Um, what was the first one? C. Second one? C. Third one? Stabilize. Fourth, secure. Amen. Secure. S-E-C-U-R-E. Aura. Y'all know what an aura is, don't you? <laughs> the scripture says, and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. Listen, when you're wounded, you'll often be tempted to run from God, run from church. You know, I heard this thing in Denver I never heard before. I'm on a sabbatical. How are you on a sabbatical from church? What in heaven is a sabbatical? <laughs> never heard that before. Um, when you're wounded, you're going to be tempted to run from God, run from church, and watch this, even run from your life. Because sometimes we think the wounds will fix themselves. If I just give it time. You, you even heard people say this. Time heals all. That's a lie. What you do in that time is what heals you. Bishop, how do you know that's a lie? Because I know people that it's been a long time since they were wounded and they're still mad about it. Mother's Day places be packed out. Okay, say amen or I'm going to dig. Now, I may do some digging. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, well, see I got quiet. See, look at all them wounds. Okay, okay. Uh, just because... You run from your problems, run from your wounds, doesn't mean they will fix themselves. Check this out. The man in the story needed the end or he would have died. You missed it. He needed the end and he needed the good Samaritan or he would have bled out and died on a street that was known for killing people. Let me say it again. He needed the inn and he needed the good Samaritan or there would be no story about him because he would have been on a case of missing. He would have been an unsolved mystery. It would have been an unsolved, it would have been a cold case because uh, without the inn and without the good Samaritan, this man dies. Bishop, what are, you, what, what are you trying to say? He needed the inn or he would have died. Now, here's what you need to know. Inn means in the Greek, a place they would be accepted. Uh, 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 touch your neighbor. Say, you need the end. Watch this. Watch this. Let me, let me just make it real clear for you. This is your end. Uh-huh. God has called you to harvest, and this is your end. This is a place where Jesus changes lives. And harvest, I need you to hear me and hear me well. We must be a church of good Samaritans. We will not beat others up when they fall. We will not beat others up when they fail. We must lift them up. When people fail or fall, we do not throw them away. We must tell them that they can bounce back. This is your end, and I'm your good Samaritan, and your neighbor sitting next to you is your good Samaritan. You need the end or you're gonna he needed to secure and his secure place was the end the end in the Greek means a place they would be accepted a place where it was okay to not be okay while Jesus was washing it away a place where he could come just as he was but knowing that he wasn't going to stay that way because the scripture says when it got to the end, the innkeeper 
You missed it. No, the mic didn't cut out. I stopped at the innkeeper. Y'all like, the mic cut out. No, the mic didn't cut out. When he got to the end, the innkeeper, the man says, listen, uh, I got to go on my journey. He said, but uh, I'm going to pay you today. He said, I'm going to come back and check on him tomorrow. He left him with the innkeeper. Can I tell you something? 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 Watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, you need the inn. And one of the things, Harvest, that we got to understand as, we're, as, we're in, as you're engineering your bounce back is you've got to be the good Samaritan for somebody else. You know the quickest way to get your bounce back? Help somebody else get theirs. You know the quickest way to get your praise back? Help somebody get theirs. You know the quickest way to get your worship back? Help somebody get theirs. You need the end. This is the place. Touching them, say, this is the place. This is the place where you are accepted. But so what's the prerequisite? You got to breathe. And even if you don't breathe well, come on. What's the prerequisite? This is the place where if you're wounded, if you feel defeated, if you feel half dead, this is a place that you run into. Come in to the end. Are you sabbatical takers? Stop that. If I'm just stressed out. Then get your stressed out self in the car and drive to the end. I just feel so defeated. Get your defeated feeling self in your car. Bitch, if I ain't got no car, then get on the bus. I can't get on the bus. Catch a cab. I can't catch a cab. Uh, baby, hit your ride. I can't hit your ride. Uh, get you a horse. You can't get you a horse. Get you a donkey. I uh, can't get you a donkey. Uh, I don't to do something. I don't care how you get here. Just get to the end if you can. Why? Because this is the place where you are accepted. And this is the place where you are Heal, stand on your feet, everybody. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.